98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines calls for the government to better regulate airlines as Hong Kong Airlines remains under financial pressure. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government will soon introduce a fourth round of relief measures and more trade tensions emerge as President Trump talks tariffs. An executive member of the Hong Kong Cabin Crew Federation has called on the government to tighten the way airlines are regulated so consumers and airline staff are better protected. Carol Ung was commenting after the Transport Licensing Authority ordered cash-strapped Hong Kong Airlines to boost its finances by Saturday or face a review that could result in its licence being suspended. Last night, the airline's parent company, HNA Group, said state-owned banks had loaned it 4 billion yuan. But Ms Ung says she doubts this is enough. I'm still quite reserved about that because when this sum of money sooner or later arrive in Hong Kong, it needs to depend um, how do they arrive Hong Kong. Are they in one lump sum or still partially arriving bit by bit? So um, I'm still quite reserved and, and seeing that if that is really over. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the government will soon introduce a fourth round of relief measures to help people cope with the economic downturn. Mrs Lam also says she expects unemployment to rise after retail sales suffered their largest drop on record in October. Mrs Lam also said she would cooperate with the Ministry of Foreign Affairs over the countermeasures announced by Beijing, which include suspending US naval visits and sanctions on US NGOs in the SAR. She criticised President Trump's decision last week to sign the Hong Kong Human Rights and Democracy Act, calling it interference into Hong Kong affairs. We will, not, we will not say no, but that cannot cure the uh, it was Labour and Welfare Secretary Lo Chi Kuang says work is continuing on the rolling out of a subsidy for low-income households, not on government welfare. Speaking at LegCo's Home Affairs panel, he told lawmakers the cash handout for the so-called N-have-nots would be distributed through the Community Care Fund, which made the process more complicated. He spoke to an interpreter. For this one of housing subsidy is not a regular program, so um, there's no regular staff working on it. We are talking about 100,000 households. The whole secretariat was first of all to find a, con- a temporary office and then they have to hire a group of people and then they will have to provide training to these recruits because these are not regular staff. And we also you need to use some softwares so as to help us do the vetting and carry out administrative work. It will take time for the software to be put together. Analysts say China's suspension of US warship visits to Hong Kong is more symbolic than disruptive. Beijing also announced sanctions on some American NGOs in Hong Kong in retaliation for President Trump passing a bill that supports the SER's pro-democracy protests. Glenn Shai from the Hong Kong America Center says the big issue between the two is still trade. The Chinese understood that Trump signing it was something he politically had to do, but that he's indicated that he's in charge of the implementation of this law and that he's going to go slow. I mean, he's a realist. He wants the trade. There's, in a sense, a slight leverage he could have over Xi Jinping but to say, look, I'm keeping the worst from you in terms of what the Congress wants to do. I signed the bill, but uh, I'm in charge of implementing it. And we know that the trade issue is much more important to both sides. 
Newly elected District Councillor Lester Shum is calling for more transparency at District Council level. Speaking after appearing on a radio programme, he suggested that, among other things, meetings be live-streamed. We will pursue a series of reform, including purchasing live broadcasting on the district council meetings and including setting a standard on how to allocate the resources on district matters, um, etc. And then secondly, Hong Kong people have been high hope on all the elected district councillors from the democratic camp on how should we purchase five demands. We have to react or to answer to those questions from the voters. State leader Li Zhangshu has praised Macau for fully implementing the requirements of the basic law. He was speaking at a forum in the capital to mark the 20th anniversary of the Macau handover. Mr Lee said Macau had correctly dealt with the dynamics between maintaining a high degree of autonomy and the power of the central government, making the one country, two systems principle effective there. He said that he thought people in Macau had a strong sense of national identity. President Trump says the US will reimpose tariffs on steel and aluminium imports from Brazil and Argentina. Mr. Trump said both countries were operating unfair trade policies by massively devaluing their currencies, and this would hurt American farmers and manufacturers. He spoke to reporters outside the White House as he was about to board a helicopter. Brazil has really discounted, if you take a look at what's happened with their currency, they've devalued their currency very substantially by 10%. Argentina also. And I gave them a big break on tariffs, but now I'm taking that break off because it's very unfair to our manufacturers. U.S. trade officials are also threatening to impose tariffs of up to 100% on French luxury goods worth 2.4 billion U.S. dollars. Comes in response to French plans to tax revenue earned by U.S. tech companies. Here's the BBC's Vivian Nunes. French cheese, champagne, handbags and porcelain are among the items which Washington says could attract duties of up to 100%, meaning the cost of importing the goods to the US would double. It's in retaliation to France's planned digital services tax, under which Google, Apple, Facebook and Amazon will pay a 3% levy on revenue earned in France from digital services such as online advertising. The US Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer says France's planned tax discriminates against against American digital companies. He also said similar digital taxes in Austria, Italy and Turkey are being investigated. 40 world leaders have addressed the first day of the climate conference in Madrid. The host, King Felipe, said it was essential for countries to work together to respond to what he warned humanity was facing. The fight against climate change represents a golden opportunity. We must seize the day. Ecology or environmental consciousness and economics are not incompatible. Quite the contrary. What we call climate ambition is a drive to achieve a cohesive society and a competitive economy that leaves no one behind. Leaders of some of the countries worst affected by climate change appealed to other nations to do more. Bangladesh's Prime Minister, Sheikh Hasina, said vulnerable countries like hers were bearing the brunt of damage, although they contributed very little to greenhouse gas emissions. And in an open rebuke to President Trump's climate scepticism, 
Leading Democrat Nancy Pelosi told the conference that her delegation was there to send a clear message that the U.S. Congress is committed to taking action on the climate crisis. By coming here, we want to say to everyone, we're still in. The United States is still in. Our delegation is here to send a message that Congress's commitment to take action on the climate crisis is ironclad. Donald Trump's re-election campaign says it'll no longer issue press credentials to reporters working for Bloomberg News, the agency owned by the Democratic presidential hopeful Michael Bloomberg. Mr Trump's campaign manager said the decision was prompted by the agency's announcement that it wouldn't investigate Mr Bloomberg or his Democrat rivals. But Bloomberg's editor-in-chief dismissed accusations of bias, insisting news agency always covered Mr Trump fairly and would continue to do so. President Putin has signed legislation requiring all smartphones, computers and smart TVs to be stalled with pre-installed Russian apps and programs. The BBC's Sasha Schlichter reports. The law, which comes into force from July, is being presented as a way to help Russian software developers compete with foreign companies. Officials also point to the case of the Chinese tech giant Huawei, which, having fallen foul of US sanctions, was left unable to run Google Apps. Russians love their iPhones and Samsungs with their slick apps, and local retailers say the new law will weaken competition with local developers becoming complacent. Critics have a much deeper fear that all this is part of Russia's drive to toughen internet laws. The family of the murdered Maltese journalist Daphne Caruana Galizia have called for the Prime Minister, Joseph Muscat, to be investigated as a possible suspect in the murder probe. The request, which the family filed in court, calls for police to ensure Mr Muscat has no involvement in the criminal proceedings until he hands over power, other than as a possible suspect. Daphne Caruana, Galicia's sister, Karina Vela, said Mr Muscat should step down immediately. I think the message has been very loud and clear to them all week from the streets. Muscat should go. There is a crisis in Malta and we have a criminal state. Muscat should go and he should face justice himself. It's long overdue. Five women have said in legal proceedings that Prince Andrew was present during massages they gave to the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein and his guests. The sworn statements to a US court were revealed in a BBC programme containing an interview with Virginia Joffrey, who alleges she was trafficked to Britain, age 17, and then had sex with Prince Andrew. It was a wicked time in my life. It was a really scary time in my life. I had just been abused by a, a member of a royal family. So when you talk about these chains, you know, yeah, I wasn't chained to a sink, but these powerful people were my chains. The princess denied any such relationship. A second member of a group of travellers stranded in the remote and inhospitable Australian outback has been found alive. Fu Tran had been missing for 14 days. He was travelling with two others. The BBC's Shaima Khalil has the details. Fu Tran has been discovered on Tuesday in Alice Springs in Australia's Northern Territory. He was with two other people and became stranded when their car got stuck in a riverbed nearly two weeks ago. After using all their food and water supplies, the group had decided to split up to find help. 
One woman, Tamara McBeath-Riley, was found on Monday. She said she had survived by eating biscuits and drinking from a watering hole. She's now being treated for dehydration and sun exposure. Short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,411. That's 29 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41 billion. Currencies US dollars trading at 109.17 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 10 cents. The pound is worth $10.13. Sport now, here's Asim Chern. Barcelona's Lino Messi has won football's Ballon d'Or title for a record sixth time. In 2019, Messi held Barcelona to the Spanish league title and led Argentina to third place in the Copa America. Liverpool's Virgil van Dijk and Cristiano Ronaldo of Juventus finished second and third in the voting. The women's title went to Megan Rapinoe of the United States. The two-time World Cup winner became just the second-ever recipient of the women's Ballon d'Or. More from the BBC's Katie Smith. Well, it's been a long but successful year for US winger Megan Rapinoe on and off the field. She co-captained her side to a second successive World Cup win in France this summer. But as an openly gay player, she's also campaigned for increased LGBTQ plus rights and has even challenged the US President Donald Trump on the topic. Rapinoe's also used her platform to discuss tackling racism in football and equal pay for women's players. Hong Kong's Marco Fu has been beaten in a third round of the UK Snooker Championship, but played a part in helping charity. During his 6-4 defeat to China's Li Hang, Fu recorded the tournament's 100th century. That triggered a £5,000 donation to be made by tournament sponsors to a local hospital as promised. Meanwhile, there was a shock defeat for the world number one Judd Trump. The Masters and world champion lost six frames to three to the 54-year-old Nigel Bond. Trump was aiming to become just the fourth player to hold all three Triple Crown titles. That's the World Championship, the Masters and the UK Championship at the same time. The BBC's Jamie Broughton was watching at the York Barbican. Well, it's 12 years since Nigel Bond, the world number 98, reached the fourth round at the UK Championship, and nobody was expecting him to beat Judd Trump, especially when he was 3-1 down at the mid-session interval. But Bond started to score heavily when he got the chance, while Trump struggled to produce his best form. And eventually, the veteran player got over the line to record the biggest shock of the tournament so far. As for Trump, that defeat ended his hopes of becoming the first player since Stephen Hendry to hold all the Triple Crown titles in a calendar year. In the NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks devour the New York Knicks to record their 12th consecutive win. Yanis Antetokounmpo needed just 14 minutes to record 29 points and 15 rebounds, and the Bucks, having led by 47 at one point, went on to win 132-88. Milwaukee topped the standings with 18 wins and 3 losses. In the opposite end of the standings, the Atlanta Hawks defeated the Golden State Warriors 104-79 in a matchup of teams with worse records. Trey Young scored 24 points to help Atlanta end their 10-game losing streak. And that's your look at sports. News from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 The first bus in the morning. The familiar feeling of your long-time office. A school bell rings in the start of a new lesson. Crowded restaurants buzzing with conversation. Shops rolling up the shutters to let the sunshine in. Every day is a new day, 
Every day can be a new beginning. Treasure Hong Kong, our home. Police always endeavor to facilitate the staging of peaceful events and processions. Members of the public are reminded not to take part in any unlawful public events or assemblies, and to avoid people committing violent acts that jeopardize public safety and order. To help restore law, order, and peace to Hong Kong, say no to vandalism and say no to violence. Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show. It's me, Sadia Osmani, 
kicked off the show with Tina Charles from 1976 and I Love to Love. God, that brought back memories. Anyway, if you've just joined me, good afternoon to you. Thanks to Phil for the morning brew. I have a 